TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. It's 10.09 WTIC News Talk 1080. This is the Will Marotti Show. Joe's Will Marotti, Matt Soroyce, our master of ceremonies, controlling the uh, timing and tempo of the show. Of course, your calls. Let me give a quick shout-out to the second half of the Amen list, which I missed at the begin, uh, end of the second hour, uh, first hour. Joanne B., Carol, uh, Cheryl K., Mick C., Donna T., Stephen C., Sharik, John L., Carol L., Rudy, Mysterious WBD, John G., Marlene B., Tom B., Cause, J.R., Philip M., uh, Dor, I'm assuming Doreen, uh, Perry R., Chris, Chris P., Patricia W., Mike C., Monica M., Lynn, Lynn B., and Christine I. Thank you, each of you, for your support. Now, joining us, uh, as he does every Tuesday, and we'll talk about all things Connecticut, the former managing editor of the Journal Inquirer, always has great additions on the, I mean, just constantly writing and probably, I mean, maybe not as totally actively engaged as he was as managing editor because that's a big deal big role out of responsibility but but still the very busy chris powell chris welcome to the show oh great to be with you will chris i want to ask you this for a long time i just thought of it now as i mentioned it how was life different when you were managing editor to today um well i, I certainly have uh, a lot more time for uh, for writing uh, I, I don't miss the uh, personnel uh, churn that always goes on i do miss uh, Assigning news stories, um, but uh, I, I, on the whole, uh, there's fewer headaches, and uh, uh, you know, I, I, I get to write a lot more. Not that anybody reads, and not that it makes any difference. I, I do it now mostly for for spite, so that uh, <laughs> certain people would, uh, you know, wouldn't think that uh, nobody uh, knew what they were trying to pull off. But uh, uh, you know, writing uh, writing is fun. I got into this business because I wanted to write. You become an editor, and uh, all yeah. you do is is deal with the problems of other people's sure. writing. Sure, sure. No, I mean I understand that completely. And uh, but you you didn't write nearly as much when you were editing, right? Well, you know, years ago I was both editorial page editor and managing editor at the same time, and oh, okay. I, I was actually writing a fairly long editorial every day, um, and. Uh, uh, now I'm really writing only three times a week, so I guess I was capable of, of doing more wow. back uh, back when I was uh, was young. But uh, I, I I don't miss writing, uh, you know, maybe three days a week when I'm not writing because I'm I feel it's uh, keeping me uh, busy uh, the other you know three days of the week. Sure, sure. Well, let's look at some of your more more recent writings. This just a few days ago, and and I I completely understand this, but I want you to help others understand it. You know, uh, Governor Lamont is is uh, touting you know how how wonderfully we're doing financially, economically. Connecticut's on the rebound, this and that, and everything. Well, the the the, the fact is <laughs> that for whatever surplus we do have in the budget, this is all this is all it's all uh, artificially induced by federal COVID money, 
And I think, you know, he's 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 well loved at this point. His approval rating is still high handling COVID so well. I don't know why people think that. I think a lot of it's because of the money. And and he's taking credit for all this this influx of federal cash that came in. Um, is, is that you think that's accurate? Well, uh, sure. What people don't understand, well, is that, uh, you know, the surplus <clears throat> that is showing up in the state's accounts is really the flip side of the inflation that we are all dealing with. Uh, the money supply in the United States has been increased by an estimated 35% over the last uh, several years, even as production uh, of goods and services really went down because of the uh, uh, the epidemic, and the government was paying people to stay home and, and, and not work. Um, <clears throat> the government created all this money, gave a lot of it to the, uh, to the states, a lot of it uh, went into people's incomes. A lot of it uh, uh, inflated the value of of, uh, of stocks and other financial instruments, uh, which made the uh, the property owners uh, made the rich richer. Um, this uh, this this money in the state's accounts is really a function of the inflation we're dealing with. It's there's no net gain to society here. There's a net gain to to the government so that governors, you know, not just Governor Lamont, but governors all over the country can go around uh, with the congressman and pass out goodies uh, every day, which is really what they're doing in the uh, in the current campaign. Uh, but this is, uh, the price for this is uh, is 20% inflation. It's, uh, you know, increases in in, in, in food and insurance and gasoline and, and, and everything else. Uh, you know, this is the government taxing people uh, surreptitiously, more indirectly, mm-hmm. through through inflation. You know, mm-hmm. part of the state surplus is resulting as well from increases in, increases in capital gains taxes <clears throat> paid by people who own, uh, uh, you know, financial instruments. And uh, those things have gone up, too, because of inflation. Uh, so this prosperity that we see in government is is really just a, a function of, of all the, the money that uh, the government is has created debasing the currency and, and driving costs up. It's it's no net gain to ordinary right. people. Right. No, you never you never see any benefit of it. Um, I I shared yesterday a study that was done that, you know, we hear this now number being bounced around repeatedly. Fifty two percent of Americans living paycheck to paycheck, and there was uh, thirteen different things that were evaluated as concerns in the economy. Oddly enough, gas wasn't number one, uh, but a, an alarming percentage of people, in some cases, fifty percent. Uh, are worried that they couldn't handle a, a $1,000 emergency. They can't, uh, they don't think they can afford to buy uh, back to school stuff, school supplies, uh, savings, retirement. I mean, it just seems like it's getting worse. Now, years ago, it it was always true, it seemed, that people voted their wallet, right? Uh, I had a caller call earlier, so I don't think it's true anymore because if people voted their wallet, they would have elected Trump. I don't know. Do you, do you think there's enough economic pain at this point that, that people are starting to put together that it's probably federal policies that are that causing this more than even COVID in some ways? I mean, do, do you think people are understanding or they're starting to put together that this is largely a, you know, they call it the Putin price hike, I call it the Biden price hike. Do you think they, they are starting to largely understand that this is politically related yeah, I, I think they do. I don't think they figured out exactly, uh, you know, how it has come about. But, uh, but you know, the trend you're discussing, uh, the uh, really reduction of living standards in the United States for 
really the majority of people. This has been going on for, for years. It, it didn't start with Biden. It didn't even sure. start with, sure. with Trump. But, uh, you know, now uh, we have this huge inflation. And even though rate, wages have been increasing lately, they are not keeping up with inflation. Um, and uh, this is how the uh, the government is is functioning. It's not improving the prosperity of the people. However, uh, you know we've got a lot of these social issues uh, distracting from the the economic issues. Uh, and you know then we've got uh, Trump's personal uh, demeanor, which is distracting from everything else. You know all the. All the Democrats or the Republicans have to do, I think, to win an election is to to nominate somebody sane who talks sense, and it's not <laughs> happening. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I, what a what a dichotomy, right? I mean, if you just looked at policy, I mean, I think most people would realize, man, the country was doing great two years ago, two and a half years ago. I mean, COVID. No one could plan for COVID. No one could have imagined COVID. Obviously, it upended a lot of things. But prior to that, I mean, we, we were booming. I mean, we we're exporting gas and oil. We're low in unemployment. In some cases, among among uh, minorities, the lowest in unemployment since ever recorded. Uh, companies were great. Stock market was booming. And, and then, and then there, that's the policy of Trump. And then there's the personality of Trump. And, and, and those two things, you know, if, if, he could imagine, if he could match his personality with his policy, we'd be doing something. But he well, just seems to keep the, shooting himself the, uh, in the foot. <laughs> the, the sarcastic remark that uh, people make about the change is that, well, you know, we don't have any mean tweets anymore. Is yeah, it, right. Uh, yeah. That, you know, justifies the economic collapse that we're, we're, we're going through. I mean, you know, look, President Biden is a candidate. He pledged to destroy uh, the oil industry. And yeah. <laughs> now he's demanding that the oil industry increase its investment. Uh, in the industry that he has right. pledged to destroy, right. uh, you know, I, I, it's just amazing to me. People don't uh, don't pick up on this. Uh, you know, we have to be more self-sufficient in uh, st- strategic commodities. And you know, what are we doing? Uh, well, you know, most uh, uh, many strategic things are are made almost entirely in in China, including right. our right. antibiotics. Exactly. Uh, you know, the, the China is planning to destroy us. You know, you're. You're mad about Pelosi going to Taiwan, and, you know, maybe it's provocative. But, you know, China has been planning war on Taiwan and waging economic war against the United States for a long time. So I'm not sure it really makes any, any difference. These oh, I don't guys, think it does, but I'm just my, the thing with Pelosi, I'm just saying it was avoidable. I mean, there's no, there's no good that's going to come from Nancy Pelosi well, going well, to Taiwan. Well, you know, sure, <laughs> it was avoidable, but, uh, you know, I, I prefer that we wake up to China now rather than later. When we, oh, you know, I agree. Find yeah, out that, I agree. You know, they've they've turned off, uh, you know, the antibiotics. They've turned off the rare earth uh, metals. They've, yeah. you know, turned off all the other things that you know, we import from them. You know, you, you can't hardly get a consumer good at the store here in the United States that isn't manufactured in China. Yeah. Uh, you know, we we can't really go go on like this. If Pelosi is... Uh, uh, a visit to Taiwan is going to wake us up to this. Well, maybe something good will come from it. Well, I mean, we're definitely in a position now we can't back down from it. It would be an absolute sign of weakness if we if we pulled the plug on Pelosi at this point. And I I don't know, I don't think that was the intention of it. But um, well, we'll, so we'll see what uh, China does in uh, in response to it. You know, there's a secret weapon uh, that the United States could use against uh, uh, China. China still has you know still owns something like a trillion dollars in 
in U.S. government bonds, a huge That's part, right. probably the biggest part of China's foreign exchange yeah. reserves are are in, in U.S. <laughs> government uh, debt instruments. We could we could void those so with you're the, not uh, suggesting. keystrokes <laughs> in in the Treasury Department. Uh, I don't know why uh, you know the United States is not warning China back that okay go ahead you want war guess what your foreign exchange reserves have just been vaporized. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean certainly we have the economic strength to do that. I mean it's just so so comical though. I, I read a story yesterday about Germany turning off lights in government buildings, turning off lights in uh, monuments, museums because they can't they can't power. Uh, they're talking about closing uh, 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 distilleries. They're talking about Closing breweries. They're even talking about canceling Oktoberfest. Unbelievable. And now there's a story today where you've got other countries, France, Italy, Austria, and Netherlands, are, are reactivating coal-driven coal power plants, right? I mean, wait a minute here. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to use coal again? And yeah, I, well, and I they, think... they, they converted or you know, planned to convert to so-called green energy long before the, the, they, were, they were ready to, to substitute sure. uh, one supply for, for another, and now they're, they're paying the price for it. And, of course, they uh, uh, very willingly made themselves uh, dependent on Russian oil and gas. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this is the consequence of a very stupid policy, but we have very stupid policy over here, too. Yeah, and absolutely. the president wants to destroy the oil industry, and, and now he wants them to reinvest and, uh, you know, hurry up and, you know, get, get more oil and gas for us. I mean, very stupid. It is, just, uh, I, I hope people pick up on this. This, uh, this administration is destroying the country, not just that way. I mean, we've got open borders. Uh, uh, we're, we're, we're flying illegal immigrants yeah. To, yeah, and busting them to cities across the country to, so they can get lost and never have to come back for their immigration hearing that they're supposed to have. Uh, this is this is democratic policy. We uh, you know, we we hear the Democrats talking about the radicalism of uh, of the Republicans. Uh, <laughs> Senator Blumenthal has a commercial on on this. I mean the the radical yeah. stuff that is going on in this country. I'm not defending the re- Republican extremism, but the, you know most no, of the extremism no. in this country is coming from the Democrats right, right. now. Well, and and have you, now that you mentioned, I'm talking with Chris Powell from JI Journal Inquirer. Uh, you've got another piece, and I laughed when I saw the title. Claritas can't trigger more craziness than Blumenthal, and you re, you refer to the extremes on both sides. But when it comes to Blumenthal, what what why do you say that? Why do you say? Uh, well, the uh, the Democrats are spewing hysteria right now. You know, if the Republicans take Congress, they're going to uh, outlaw abortion uh, uh, nationally. They're uh, going to uh, outlaw same-sex marriage. They're going to outlaw con- contraception. It's all uh, nonsense and hysteria. You know, we had a, a vote uh, in the House on same-sex marriage uh, the other day, and I think it was 47 uh, Republicans in the House uh, voted to nationalize uh, uh, same-sex marriage. So mm-hmm. the, the, the House is not going under, under Republicans. Congress is not going to outlaw same-sex marriage. It's, it's more likely to nationalize it to to guarantee the the right that the supreme court found in the constitution uh, C- congress is under the republicans is not going to outlaw contraception either uh, right, the right. anti-abortion republicans in congress for years have been voting federal appropriations for contraception now you know as to abortion um there's you know different you know gradations of legislation here uh, uh i don't think there's uh 
uh, even two thirds of the Republicans in the in the Senate or, or the House are ready to try to outlaw abortion uh, nationally. No, uh, no. But uh, look at the Democrats; the, they've already passed legislation in the House, and they mm-hmm. put it to a vote in the Senate that didn't didn't pass there. Uh, that would require all states to authorize late-term abortions. Right. That is, right. you know, abortion right to, uh, you know, the moment of birth. I mean, the the Democrats uh, want uh, transgenderism to be national policy. Uh, you know, the, <laughs> the the extremism here is is more on the Democratic side than, than than the Republican side. I mean, they've they've come very close to passing that so-called uh, Women's Health Protection Act, yeah, which would yeah. require late-term abortions to mm-hmm. be authorized in every state. That's more extreme than anything the Republicans uh, are advocating or likely to do. Well, it's misdirection. That's always been used. Misdirection, don't, don't look at us, look over here how bad these people are, and, and then you're doing things far worse. Hey, uh, Chris, thank you. We ran out of time. Thank you so much. Always appreciate talking with you. I know folks enjoy it. Have a good rest of your week. Chris Powell from Journal Inquirer, thank you so much. Thank you, Will. Bye-bye. All right, we're going to take a break. A couple commercials. We'll come back. Uh, open the phone lines, 860-522-9842. Um, I still am going to touch on this article about the global war on farming and uh, and let you let you get a real sense of, of where some powers within the world want to take us against our will uh, in, in the very, very near future. All right. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Stay with us, WTIC News Talk 1080. All right, welcome back, welcome back, 1045, WTIC News Talk 1080. Wilmer Roddy Show had some technical dif- uh, difficulties. That's what caused a little bit of a pause. Uh, I just want to start, I'm going to talk a lot more about this tomorrow, but I just want to give you the introduction on this because you guys need to know this stuff. This is serious, serious stuff. It's going to change the world. Um, this by a reporter named Alex Newman, the escalating regulatory attack on agricultural producers from Holland. Remember, Rudy brought this story to us several weeks ago that farmers were being squeezed out in Holland and the farmers were actually protesting the government regulations that were being placed on them. Regulatory uh, attack on agricultural producers in Holland and the United States to Sri Lanka and beyond is closely tied to the United Nations Agenda 2030, Sustainable Development Goals, and the UN's Partners in the World Economic Forum. Bad people. These are bad people. These are not people who love America. They hate America. Indeed, several of the UN's 17 Sustainable Development Goals, SDGs, are directly implicated in policies that are squeezing farmers, ranchers, and food supplies around the world. High-level Chinese Communist Party members within the UN have helped develop this UN system of SDGs and are currently helping to lead the organization's implementation of the global plan. If left unchecked, multiple experts say the UN-backed sustainability policies on agriculture and food production would lead to economic devastation, shortages of critical goods, widespread famine, and dramatic loss of individual freedoms. 
Already millions of people worldwide are facing dangerous food shortage, shortages, baby food shortages, and officials around the world say they're set to get worse as the year goes on. Even, listen, even private land ownership is in the crosshairs as global food production and other world economies are transformed to meet the global sustainable goals the UN documents as SDG website the goals adopted in 2015 are built on decades of work by countries and the UN I told you we should have thrown these people out of here a long time ago one of the earliest meetings defining stability uh, sustainable agenda was the UN Conference on Human Settlements, known as Habitat One, which adopted the Vancouver Declaration. The agreement states that land cannot be, this, this is critical, listen to this. Land cannot be treated as an ordinary asset controlled by individuals, and that private land ownership is a principal instrument of accumulation, concentration of wealth, and therefore contributes to social injustice. Public control of land use is therefore indispensable, says the UN Declaration, to preclude the World Economic Forum's now infamous prediction by 2030, quote unquote, you'll own nothing. This is what they're trying to do, folks. They don't they were afraid of private ownership. They want to take over the world in this communist socialist model that will drive everybody into basic slavery. Experts interviewed say that some of the world's wealthiest and most powerful corporate leaders, Bill Gates, I'll just throw that in, are working with the communists in China and elsewhere in an effort to centralize control over food production. Why the heck did now is Bill Gates the largest single owner of farmland in America? Why would that even happen? Because he's working with the Chinese. The the and they would an effort to centralize control over food production and crush independent farmers and ranchers. The increasing regulation on food production and even efforts to shut down many farms and ranches come as officials around the world, such as President Joe Biden and the UN program, food program chief David Beasley warn, warn of looming food shortages worldwide. They're creating it. They're creating it, for God's sakes. Let's go to, uh, take a break here. Let's go to Kim. Kim, welcome. I guess you must have been tuned in here. Yes, yep. And you're probably saying to yourself, I told you so. Yeah, I told you they had. (laughs) Well, there's been inroads made years ago, and I know you don't want to hear the name George Soros. No, I know it's it's true. I'm not going to push back. He said he would make inroads to certain organizations because they would be in control. UN and IMF, World Bank, and all yeah, the rest. Yeah. Okay, now a couple of things. I think they they are famous for blaming their enemy. So I will hold back on China, okay? But I won't hold back on the globalists. Yeah. Um, because the globalists have been planning and scheming and all this stuff under the guise they always have to have a reason right. under the guise that they're doing it for global warming, environment, all the of other course. stuff. Okay. So here's the thing. Um, 
there's a big been a big war that the media gets you to look at the little things but not see what's going on really there's been a big philosophical fight okay the philosophical fight is the globalist versus uh non-globalist forces like russia and china um can you hear me by the way I'm yes go ahead go ahead loud and clear okay so do you know what an sdr is an sdr SDR. I can't say okay, that. I special do. drawing rights. Special drawing. These are all things I didn't know what was going on when Soros talked about it. Uh, he talked about universal basic income. He talked about de- uh, decriminalizing all drugs, uh, creating a violent society. Um, you know, control, control, control everywhere, and dysfunctional too. But SDRs are special drawing rights. So we all think the 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 end all and be all and end all is our constitution but when we get into treaties the, there's a higher authority so our constitution will go out the window but a special drawing right is something the IMF can give to to its member countries there's 190 countries so right now there's been a thing that's been pushed by the democrats for for Ukraine they want to give 650 this is on top of all the other billions yep. 650 mil, billion Six hundred fifty billion, six hundred fifty hundred billion, to special drawing rights for Ukraine to come to get it from the IMF. What it creates is an international asset, interest-bearing asset. So Ukraine is not only being used as a money laundering operation, where that money goes out of here, and who gets it? Biden friends, Zelensky gets it, all these other corrupt politicians are getting a part of it. But it creates a, uh, uh, an asset that we have to pay back. But in order to do it, we're, we're at our max as far as spending goes. We're at a max. Mm-hmm. So this is a way around the max that we have right now. But the globalists control the IMF. They want something for giving you the $650 billion international assets. Mm-hmm. They can come. They can say, "We want your constitution. We want you to have no more firearms. We want you to have no more land, right, property right. ownership." They, you have to give them what they want when it comes to these international assets. Giving it, we're giving. We're going into debt for a country like Ukraine that's corrupt. We have no national interest in it. Okay. Well, we I mean, and there are some global interests in terms of resource. They've got high. I mean, tremendous resources. In, in Ukraine, I mean, it's not unvaluable. There, no, there are definitely never, us going into debt for for Ukraine. Oh, I'm not suggesting that. I'm not debt. saying it's worth that much. Yeah. I'm just saying but it's not that it's, to it's give worthless. Something back, and they get to say what it is. Kim, let me and let me just they... ask you this question because I don't want to. I don't people. I it took me long enough to figure this out. And I'm I'm not. You know, I'm smarter than your average bear, and I don't want to get lost in the weeds here. My question is: We don't have to. We don't have to stay connected to this as the United States. We could disconnect from the UN. I want to throw them out of here. We could disconnect from the IMF. We don't have to stay attached to all this apparatus, do we? Well, I hate to tell you this. They learned. You know where the League of Nations stuff. Mm-hmm. The, the problem was it was debated in the Congress and the Senate, and they decided no, we don't want the League of Nations. Okay, they didn't make that mistake after World War II when they started United Nations. They quickly, without people looking at it, they quickly signed a contract with the world. I guess with the UN, no, saying that they have authority, ultimate authority over over. Contra- tra- contracts done, are made to be broken. That, that's the old. Yeah, that's that's, that's the idea. adage from. 
from from time in memoriam. We can break The only contracts. caution I say is we have globalists. We know these are evil people. They've been working, and they control our media, and they control our politicians by bribery, paying, but bought bribery and blackmail. Those are the ways they control these politicians. But we have to be careful about who the real enemy is. China, I hate to say it, is not, is it, it can be an enemy, and you will make it an enemy if you blame it for what's going on. The globalists, we have much more to fear from the globalists. I'm more afraid right now of Bill Gates than I am George Soros. Yes, he has friends, doesn't he? I mean, why why does Bill Gates now the largest single owner of farmland in in the United States? Why would that happen? We need to learn from Russia. Putin knew the enemies were the oligarchs who tried to run their country, okay? Mm -hmm. We have never learned that we have to control our oligarchs who think they're smarter and better and, yeah, and yeah. would like to control Superior, the world. Superior, exactly. They need to be controlled just like Putin controlled the Russian oligarchs. No, I, I'm, I'm hoping there's still enough time to rein it in. I'm hoping there's still enough common sense people in the world, in the, at least in the United States, to do it. But I would, I would disconnect. I would, I would default. I just wouldn't even play the game. I would just, we don't need anybody. We don't need anybody. We could manage all this ourselves. We've got the natural resource. We've got the ability. We can grow our own food. We have more oil than anybody. We can we can completely be self-sufficient. We don't have to right. count on people for microchips. We don't have to count on, on people for antibiotic. We don't have to count on people for baby formula. We can do it all ourselves. We just need to have the, the guts to do it. We have It will be painful at first, and we need a leadership that will do it and recognize mm-hmm. we're better off on our own for a while. It might be painful, but we need yeah. to... Um, we need to be able to produce all of our own stuff mm-hmm. and uh, become and self We can. Yeah. I mean, God gave us the ability to, to do whatever we need to do right here in America. We don't need anybody else, and we, and we need to start acting. I mean, America first needs to be the battle cry for every American in this country. The heck with everybody else right now until we get our own country straightened out. Yep. And yep. I hate to say it, but I've, I, that's kind of where I'm heading right now. And, and it's this whole this UN – Unbelievable! They want to eliminate ownership of private property. Who are these people? Oh, it's just ridiculous. Globalists. I guess that's a new term for uh, communists. I guess it's going beyond communism to globalists. Kim, yeah. thank you. Uh, appreciate look, your look your, into uh, SDRs. Research. By the way, right. that story's out about Ukraine and the Democrats want six hundred and fifty billion for Ukraine. It's SDRs. All right, thank I'm you. drawing a line Bye-bye. there. I say no more, no more. Thanks, Kim. Uh, time for one more, Matt. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. What do you think? Let's see if we can squeeze one more. And we lost a few minutes there with the computer malfunction. <laughs> it wasn't our computer. Um, just stuff happens. You know, you're so so dependent on technology. When it doesn't go well, when it doesn't work, um, well, this is this is what happens. You you have problems like this. All right, last call of the day. Only a little bit of time for Jr. Jr. Welcome to the show. You got about forty-five seconds. Go ahead. All right, Bash. How are you doing, Pastor? Yes. Uh, you know your your guest is a great guy and everything, but uh, you can tell he's uh, kind of biased against Trump. Uh, I took umbrage in a couple of things that he said because uh, he had a sweeping generalization saying that uh, it's Trump's personality that'll kill him in elections. He didn't use those exact words, but that's kind of like. What he said, and I want to disagree. I think uh, I don't. I don't disagree with him, honestly, Jr. I think the biggest problem Trump has is Trump. I don't. I, I disagree. 
But we'll, we'll have to uh, agree to disagree. <laughs> okay. I mean, I love his policies. I voted for him twice. I would likely vote for him a third time. But I'm telling you, he would have less problems if he would soften his rhetoric, if he at least would stop dropping the F-bomb at rallies that are supposed yeah, to be family-friendly. I, I, I just think it's a mindset that they're painting on the walls for us to believe that, and I don't think that's No, true. it's true. I listen to him. I watch the rallies. He dropped the F-bomb in a rally with kids around. I don't go for that. Oh, no, I'm no, sorry. Not that. I'm just I'm just talking about, you know, the, his No, he's cra- he's crass and he doesn't have to be. He could he could be less swearing and less I don't want Yeah, I don't want a boring I don't want a boring politician and he he, he hits it right on the mark. Well, yeah, but you, you know what? You got to have a good good example for our kids. He's not a good example well, for kids. God bless you, Pastor. Uh, we'll, JR, we'll thanks for calling. Agree. I appreciate it. Hey guys, I'm out of time. Thanks so much. Enjoy your day. God bless you. I love you. See you tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.